What's going on? My name is John Yerkes, and welcome to the first episode of Yerkes Talks. It is Monday, August 31st, and I am so excited that I'm finally pulling the trigger on this. It has been a long time coming, and I'm ready. Man, it. I think I've been wanting to do this for such a long time. In the back of my head, I've always thought about doing either a YouTube channel or starting a podcast, something along those lines. And I think that one of the reasons it's taken so long is I'm very indecisive about things, and I also tend to overanalyze stuff a lot. So it that 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 combination caused me to just always put it back. I also just kept making excuses like the mic quality is gonna stink, or you have no idea what you're doing, you're gonna sound dumb, yada yada yada. But as a, for a first podcast, obviously it's not gonna be the best thing I've ever made, right? I need to have that expectation that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm new to this and I'll get better over time, right? So that's why we're finally pulling the trigger. We also, I also have time right now, right? With Corona. Oh man, the nonsense of this year. This year has just been so shit, man. It starts off, you know, near the beginning, Kobe's, Kobe's gone and that's, uh, that's a bummer. Then Corona hits right and we think that it's not going to be as long as it is. And now it's now it's going to be into next year, most likely. And who knows how long into the next year. Then now we have fires in California where I'm at. I'm in San Diego. We've got hurricanes in Florida. I'm just waiting for frogs to start falling from the sky. Because then i got to go pick up some land's blood, put it on my door, make sure everything's safe. But, man, it has been so insane. Uh, but... I, why not start a podcast was my thinking, right? I mean, if it's all good, because I don't know how we're, we're, we got three months left in this year. I don't know what's going to happen come October, November. No idea. So might as well get this thing going, even if it's only for three months. Um, but I'm excited. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So a lot of you might be asking, what is this podcast going to be about? And uh, that's a great question, Dad, because I uh, know you're going to listen to this because I'm going to send it to you. This is going to be about sports, mainly the big three in my mind, football, baseball, and basketball. Now, I might talk about other stuff, too. For example, uh, we had the BMW Championship this weekend. That's golf, for those of you that are wondering. I know there's probably a bunch of you that watch golf and you saw the no, I'm kidding. Nobody watches golf, right? Except one of my friends. <laughs> um, anywho, no, people watch golf. I don't want to put down the golf viewers or listeners. Anyway, so it was against uh, DJ, uh, DJ Dustin Johnson and then John Rahm. Uh, it came down to those two golfers. They're both ranked number one and number two, respectively, in the world. And it came down to the 18th hole. And Dustin Johnson had to hit a 44-foot putt to send it to a playoff. And uh, it was a really tough putt. I am not a golfer, but I had it explained to me. It was an up and down, uneven green. And I looked after the fact, and uh, I think it's USA Golf or the PGA Tour. No, the PGA Tour posted a tweet, and they said that he had a 3% chance to make that putt, and he did. And so after that moment, you're thinking, as Justin Johnson, you're the big man on campus, right? You're you're like Conor McGregor in the octagon when he 
you know, when he comes in and he's swinging his arms around like he, like a badass because he knows that he's the guy. So that's that's how Dustin Johnson must be feeling, right? So we go into the playoff. You must think he's on cloud nine. And what does John Rom do? He basically says, anything you could do, I can do better, DJ. He, sits a, he sinks a 66-foot putt. 66 to win to win the championship. I mean, just talk about the roller coaster of emotions for Dustin Johnson there. Insanity. I'd be so upset. At the end of the day, though, you just tip your cap, right? What are you gonna do? But anyway, so that that was too crazy not to talk about. We are gonna mainly focus on the big three, though. I wish I could talk about hockey. I just don't know enough about it. I'm still, I'm still learning all the rules, man. That, but I love watching it. I remember when I was younger watching the Blackhawks win uh, in Chicago. That was awesome. I just wish that I knew more about hockey and I was comfortable enough to talk about it, but I'm not. So we're gonna focus on the big three. Uh, first off, the NBA, right? And I have a confession to make. That is going to be very hard for me to do because not because of the politics and the boycotting stuff right now that I won't lie that that kind of is part of it. But I'm not going to go into a rant about politics now. That'll be its own standalone YouTube video. I will say, though, about the boycotting and protesting, the one thing I will say, though, right now is I don't really understand why they chose to boycott those games. I feel like the NBA has done a lot to support the Black Lives Matter movement. If you look, if you've watched any of the NBA games, it's plastered everywhere. They allow the players to wear jerseys uh, spouting about equality and justice for George Floyd, justice for Jacob Blake, all this stuff. I don't really know what more you could ask them to do. Truthfully, I I, I don't want to come off as arrogant or ignorant here, but I, at the end of the day it's the national basketball association. I'm not, I'm not asking the NBA to help with these flyer, the, these flyers <laughs> help with the fires in California. I'm not asking them to help with the hurricanes in Florida. I'm not helping them. I'm not asking them to help with cancer research. You know, I, I think at some point you need to let the NBA be the NBA. And I think that's what a lot of people are complaining about too, is like, just let sports be sports. Right. I mean, obviously, I feel that the an athlete, right, or an entertainer, because that's essentially what sports is, is entertainment. So I think an entertainer is right to their opinions, but I don't think that they should be allowed to use their, say their opinions while they're doing their job, if that makes sense. I wouldn't pay money to go to a concert to hear somebody talk about um, them be like, talk about their own political opinions for half of the concert. I want to hear them sing, rap, perform, do whatever. Also, I miss concerts, man. Ugh. There was a Tech 9 concert that I was planning on going on with a couple of friends. Couldn't go to it. Unlucky. But anyways, so that's not the main reason with the NBA. For me, I just it's just so hard to watch. The, I just think the product overall is bad. First off, the playoffs are just way too long. All right? They started August 17th. We're, this is September 1st, right? Or no, not September 1st. That's tomorrow. That's August It's August 31st. And we're not even through the first round. Half the teams make the playoffs, right? That's my first issue. 
how how is it a playoff if half your teams make it? There's teams with losing records that actually this playoffs you might have any you might not have any losing records, but in playoffs past you've had teams with losing records make the playoffs. I don't get it. No one wants to see the Milwaukee Bucks, number one seed in the East, take on the eighth seed with the Orlando Magic. I doubt anybody listening to this could even name. I can't even name the starting roster for the Orlando Magic. I have no idea who they have. Do they still have Aaron Gordon? Sorry if you're a Magic fan, but I don't know who they have on their team. I don't get it. And also, it's a best of seven. So not only do I not want to see the one versus the eight, but now I have to see it in a best of seven. This series went five. Uh, the Magic came out, came out with energy, right, as the underdogs, and they beat them first game. But, again, is there any doubt in anyone's mind that the Bucks were going to win that series? No. The Bucks were going to win that walking away, and they ended up winning it in five. I just don't understand it. I would much rather have seen March Madness this year. Well, it's particularly because SDSU was really good. Go Aztecs. But it's just a better product, right? It's just way I, – I don't understand how – the NBA could see ratings drop, see people not tuning in all, the majority of the playoffs, and not make a change. I don't understand it. Oh, but John, there's actually been a really, there's been good series, right? Uh, the Nuggets and the Jazz, they're going to, uh, they're going to a game seven. Well, uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, yes, they they are going to a game seven, but let's break down that game, right? So the Nuggets ended up winning 119 to 107, right? Now I'm not gonna lie, Jamal Murray, the point, the the point, the guard for uh, the Nuggets, he balled out. He had 50 points. He's been actually insane. So he went 17 of 24 from the field, which is just ridiculous. Nine of 12 from three. Okay, but here's my issue, and maybe maybe this is just what the NBA is now, and maybe that's why I'm not a big fan. But Denver took 71 shots. The Jazz took 75. That's insanity to me. And that's not even the worst. There's been games where teams have been taking 80, 85 shots. That's insanity to me. Both teams took 36 threes. I mean, what the hell? Nobody's like defense. Both teams went to the line over 25 times. Shot, shot over 25 three throws. There's just no defense being played. And actually, over a game... 25 three throws is that hmm, that actually might be fine all right so just ignore the free throw thing but uh, overall i just don't understand it just doesn't seem to be any defense in the games that i've watched there's no hustling back on defense a lot of it happens right so say somebody um mellow did this in a laker blazer game i believe it was game four where i was watching mellow and he was having a really good third quarter and then he went up for a shot and he got it looked like he got fouled, but it wasn't called. And then instead of hustling back on defense, he starts arguing to the ref, and then the Lakers get an easy bucket. Same thing. But and this was and this was the fourth quarter. This was actually still a game. I I don't get it. And then same with the Lakers. There'll be so many possessions I'll watch where LeBron just takes defense off. He just doesn't play defense. Or he'll miss a he'll he'll go for a layup and he'll miss it and then he'll just be like ah shoot and he'll just walk back and then it's like ah oh, we'll get the next one. It's really frustrating to see, and 
like I said, I would have loved to have March Madness instead of this. But I am going to do my damnedest to stick with the NBA and maybe just complain about it more. But I will watch more NBA than I have been. So the sport that I am that I really am interested in right now, I, for me, it's been the best thing about about Corona is baseball. More specifically, the Padres, but baseball in general has been really great to watch. It's I feel that it, now we haven't seen football yet. But baseball, for me, has been the best to watch out of, out of I guess, the NBA. And I guess there's been soccer, too, but who knows? That It's been really good. And then, obviously, how, how can I not talk about the San, Diego, the San Diego Padres right now? They are insane. Now, I was going to – this video is actually supposed to come out earlier – but then I got breaking news this morning about Mike Clevenger, and so we have to we had to scrap that, and we have to talk about Mike Clevenger for a second. Padres go out and buy a guy for the start of the rotation, and they are making that playoff push. AJ Preller is spending that capital, spending those uh, prospects, and and we're gonna make that push, man. We're going for playoffs. Playoffs? We'll talk about. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. Playoffs for the Padres. Insanity. They are cruising right now they are must watch baseball at the moment you had slam diego a couple weeks back where the Padres broke the record for most grand slams in a row they actually had five on that week and i and honestly it could have been six or seven they they had they are just oh man i'm just overwhelmed <laughs> they are just so much fun to watch right now you love the team and they're feeding off their I, I want to say like there, I, I don't have the word. He's a superhero. Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, man. Just he's he's so great. I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, he had a – just everything he does is incredible. But the he had a play this weekend, right, where he's on third and Manny Machado's up and he hits a sack fly to shallow right. and so he's going to tag right to to score off the uh, catch, and he's he's down to the sprinter's block. It's he's he's down in the sprinter's position, right? And he shoots out of a cannon. And honestly, it looked like it was going to be a close play until it wasn't because he beat it by a mile. This kid is just phenomenal, dude. And the whole team is just vibing around him, dude. They're just. It's just electric. They're just taking in all the energy he's doing. This team's pumped up. They're going places. And I am so psyched for uh, Clevenger to come in and then the other signings too, which I will get more into tomorrow because there's deadline. There's teams that are – the deadline's not done until one today. So I will get more into it as as tomorrow when it's ra- I'll wrap up some and then I'll go more in-depth on the Padre signings. And then maybe we'll have a little memoriam. For some of the guys that are leaving us, you know, some of the prospects that looked really good, some of the players, for example, uh, Hedges, he is no longer with us, and he takes with him his terrible batting average. But you know, he, he was still a great, or well, he was still a player for the Padres, right? So I'll talk more about that tomorrow. What I did want to do, what, what, what I will talk about in this episode. Oh my gosh, come on. <laughs> is uh, I think this is a really big week for the Padres, right? So uh, tonight, obviously, 
we uh, we got 24 games left, right? So so tomorrow is September, and then when that hits, we got the 23 games in September, and then and then playoffs. You know, if all things go well and they keep trending in the upward direction, right? So uh, tonight, obviously, we have the, we go for the series win against the Rockies. And by the way, this is a this is on prime time. Was the last time the Padres actually? I think they've gotten a couple primetime games, but this is a nationally televised game for the Padres. I think that's been the best part about this season is the Padres obviously getting the national recognition, but also people finding out about Fernando Tatis Jr. Obviously, he had an insane rookie year, but now people are talking about that this guy could be the future face of, the, of baseball. And that's just so exciting to hear as a Padre fan, right? So we're going for the win tonight against the Rockies, but Garrett Richards is starting tonight, right? And I'm looking for him to have a bounce-back game, just like Paddock did yesterday. Uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I believe it was an afternoon game. Yeah, I think it was a noon game. All right. But, yeah, Richards' last two starts, not great. So the first one, he pitched two. He pitched only two innings. Gave up four hits, one earned, three and three walks. He did strike out four, and honestly, you might see it, like one earned. Was he injured or something? No. It, the fact that he only gave up one run there was amazing. I, the fact that I think it had something to do with the fact that he struck out four people, but he had bases loaded in the first inning, and I believe he had bases loaded in the second as well, and he got out of two jams. So it it was not a good start. And then his last start, he only went two thirds of an inning. Gave up four hits, six earned, two home runs, and two walks. So I'm looking for Richards to bounce back tonight because he's been good prior to these two starts. He's been really good. He's been one of the better starters for sure. So hopefully he bounces back tonight. Hopefully we get that series win. And it should be a sweep if not for freaking uh, Craig Stamen, who after this deadline will most likely not see the light of day. But golly, man. He used to be so good, and in these last couple of years, he's been so terrible. Watching him pitch, oh, it's like playing Russian roulette, but instead of one gun or one gun, instead of one bullet in the chamber, there's four. <laughs> it just feels so bad. So a majority of the time, you just die. There's nothing you can do about it. You're dead. But uh, you know, every once in a while, oh my god, I'm alive. Oh my god. Stamen got out of an inning and didn't give up a run. Oh, my God. He didn't just walk the first two batters. Oh, my God. He didn't throw a wild pitcher. You know, so I honestly don't know what Tingler's thinking in that situation, right? The Rockies are the only team that can catch us. And so, you know, tied ball game. I, I Obviously, I get that Kirby H is out for the season, right? And the moves hadn't really come in yet from the trade deadline. I almost wonder if Preller wanted him to, if that came from upstairs, maybe Preller saying, hey, put Stamen in, see if he can, see if in this moment he can get it done. Because as soon as, after that game was over, Trevor Rosenthal, Trevor Rosenthal was signed immediately. So I, I don't think that was the case, but yeah, Really questionable by Tingler there to send in Stamen. Honestly, bring in anybody else, right? Javi Guerra, he's been all right. Bring in uh, Tim Hill, perhaps. Pomeranz pitched the eight, and he was coming back, so he can't come in. But uh, And I think Pagan might have – they might have been giving him a rest day. So I don't know. I just don't think going Stamen there was – 
was the plan. And honestly, I think that that's going to be probably the last time, hopefully the last time we see him this year. Well, if we see him, maybe it's in a game that's out of reach. But it would be a Cinderella story if he comes in in the playoffs, right? Maybe in a crucial game, and he locks it down for an inning, and then he's redeemed. So one can dream. So maybe that happens. All right. So then we have two games against the Angels, right? Now, the Angels are having a terrible season. They're 12-23. and 23. I'm actually really shocked. I thought Joe Madden would come in there, uh, ex-manager for the Cubs, and I thought he would do a really good job. I thought that this team would, you know, finally get on track. I thought Mike Trout would finally, you know, be on a team that's trending in the upper direction. But no, best player in baseball, I guess, is just never going to win anything. And that's them's the breaks. That's how it goes sometimes. And then, uh, but but anyways, that should be a mini sweep, right? Get the hand broom out with that dustpan, mini sweep the Angels. And I think that's important because this is a team that you should beat. Now, but the highlight of this week is the three-game series over the weekend against the Oakland A's. This is a team that is one of the better – I would say they're probably a top-five team in baseball right now, and they're playing really good. And they're also very exciting to watch, like the Padres. they got a lot of young players. Good, You know, the pitching has been good for them as well. And so I'm excited. that And that that is the caliber of team that we're going to be looking at if the Padres make the playoffs, right? They're on track to. So this is a big series. See how we do against one of the better teams that we've faced all year. They're up, you know – Besides the Dodgers, I would say that the A's are probably going to be the second-best team we face this year. So let's see how we do. Maybe Clevenger will get a start. Uh, it'd be cool he opens up that series, he gets that start. That'd be really sick. But, yeah, so I'm excited about covering baseball. It's mainly going to be focused on the Padres for sure because they're the team I definitely care most about. Obviously, I got love for the Cubbies as well. I went crazy when they won that World Series a few years back, but they've been uh, ever since then. You know what it was? They traded for Darvish for that next step, and then he didn't perform, and that and that screwed them. And then their bullpen's been they, – they traded some bullpen pieces away, and then they just – their bullpen has never been right. But this year, Darvish is back into form. He's got an under – I believe he has under a two-year right now. Hendricks has actually been the one who's been the most consistent pitcher for them, but he's been struggling a little bit. But they'll get it right, I believe. Kimbrough, I don't know what happened. He just – ugh. He just doesn't have it anymore, man. He blew another save this weekend. It was just so bad to watch. But, yeah, so I will be talking about baseball, mainly the Padres, but I'll also dabble into other teams too. So we'll talk – like I said, we'll get into the deadline tomorrow. We'll go more in depth about the Padres, and it'll be great. Last sport that we're going to focus on on this, on this show, on this podcast, is football. So what I want to do now is break down my plan for the next few weeks, next few episodes. What I want to do – is uh, mainly talk about the NFL. I want to do a NFL team. I want to do team breakdowns for all the teams in the NFL. And so I want to do that. But then there's also going to be snippets of the MLB and the NBA thrown in, right? And then I'll throw in maybe some other stuff as well. This might be – like so today, right, I threw in the golf because I thought that that was insane. That could be the last golf piece this entire podcast span. <laughs> probably maybe tiger does something and then i throw it in there but i don't know if i'll talk about it. it was just too insane to not talk about right so but yeah like i said any other sports news maybe like just a good feel good story things like that i'll throw into but it's mainly like i said gonna be about football baseball and basket hoops but yeah so with the nfl i do want to do an nfl team breakdown i want to do team breakdowns I want to talk about the key signings and the key departures for each team, 
how they did last season, maybe go into some of the more in-depth stats about that, you know, how their offense ranked, how their defense ranked, their turnover differential, stuff like stuff like that. My personal take on the team, so any storylines or comments I find interesting, or just how I feel about the team in general, I want to give a record prediction, so a quick scan through the season, see how see what games they have, how the season is going to play out, you know, strength of schedule. And then I want to end it off with ones to watch. So yeah, maybe a couple players that a couple players that I think could be, could have breakout seasons, a couple players that I think are on the hot seat and it's not just limited to players too. I'll go more details. I'll, I'll go into more details about the ones to watch tomorrow but that's my main idea for the next couple of weeks, right? Very NFL focused, but then also talking about baseball and, and basketball when I can. And then anything else that might pique my interest, right? So, so yeah, that's my plan for this podcast. And I think that it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping to, to steer clear of politics when I can. Obviously, it's become really intertwined with sports right now. I really want this to focus on the sports in general, right? I want this to be kind of like how ESPN was, right? And ESPN now, I mean, it's just so political. I can't watch it anymore. I, I miss coming home from school, turning on ESPN and watching the top 10 plays or watching highlights of the baseball games, highlights of the basketball games, uh, off-season moves by football. You just don't have it anymore. You still have it, but I mean, it's just intertwined with political nonsense, right? And I just think that I want to get back to where we I want to get back to where it was and just really focus on the sports, really talk about, really analyze moves for the teams, analyze teams in general. And so that's what we're going to do here. So tomorrow's episode, we are going to round up the MLB deadline stuff, right? And then we'll go more in depth about the Padres, all the players that they brought in, who they who they got rid of. We'll do a little in memoriam, right? A little uh, gun salute for them. And uh, and then we will uh, end in the second half of the episode. We'll talk about uh, we'll start our NFL team breakdowns and we're going to start with the AFC North and then we'll go north, south, east and west. And then we'll go to the NFC. And then my plan is so the September 10th is when the season starts. So September 10th will be if I stick with the schedule, we'll be talking about. The NFC West, we'll be breaking down all the teams in the NFC West. Go Niners. And uh, then we'll preview the Texans-Chiefs game. So that's a long game here. Really NFL-focused for the first couple weeks here. And then we'll we'll see where it goes. I'll probably – it'll probably be NFL-focused, but I'll also talk about the other sports. So – and hopefully, you know, the season goes off without a hitch. Hopefully this podcast, you know, keeps going. I am excited about this, man. I I just am so pumped that I pulled the trigger. And yes, I am super critical. And I don't know if this episode, this first one's going to be, I hope it's not the best episode I ever make. I feel like we can only go up from here. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. So this has been Yerks on the first episode of Yerks Talks. Tune in tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. And uh, I'm out. Have a good one. Peace.